Welcome, and thank you for joining us for our next edition of our Together We Believe podcast. My name is Fred Schmidt, one of the pastors at Hillcrest Bible Church, and uh, we're so glad to be together today to enjoy some conversation uh, with one of our own people uh, about uh, this idea of taking what we're learning on Sunday mornings and uh, looking for ways to engage our minds and awaken our hearts. And so this week, we're excited to have David Bartosik and Bethany Grenewig with us as we talk about the spirit we embrace. And so, Bethany, I would just love for you to introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about you and your family and uh, and, and your connection around here at Hillcrest. Mm-hmm. So my name is Bethany Grenowig, and I'm married to Tim Grenowig. Um, He helps out with the IT world, so he's kind of in the backgrounds here at church. And my role here um, with women's ministry, um, women's Bible studies, and then with MOPS. Hmm. I grew up here in the area. I'm just over the road in Stoughton, um, is my hometown. And Tim's from Baraboo, so we're really not from too far off. So, so we have an expression around our house every once in a while, you know, if somebody does something that's just kind of careless, we say, what, were you born in a barn? And and, uh, <laughs> oh, and don't you live in a barn or something? We live in a barn. I sometimes forget that detail to share that with people because um, it's been about 10 years now that we've lived in a barn. And at first it was very unique and exciting and the excitement kind of Um, turned into frustration and tears and sweat and so that's been 10 years in the working so we do love it and we feel very um, privileged and honored that God would bless us with such a property Um, but yeah so I didn't come from too far away over in Stoughton so um, I grew up in a very large family Tim grew up in a very small family Mm. so he has one sister and I have six siblings sorry six of us are girls one boy, so seven oh. all together. Wow. Yep, and I'm the middle child, so if that tells you anything about my personality or not. Um, <laughs> we initially started going to, um, as a very young child, I grew up um, going to a Lutheran church, and then mm-hmm. my parents um, kind of led us into uh, finding <coughs> more charismatic. I'm, I'm jumping ahead here into into my spiritual upbringing. Well, I I was curious, has there ever been a time when you've been outed with your Norski accent? Has there ever been a situation where you've been outed for that? Oh, oh, all the time. And in fact, I don't even notice it about myself. that my my siblings tell me that I have the most Norsky accent of all of us, and I'm very proud of that. I was a Norwegian dancer growing up, so I am like all about the Nor- Norsky accent. It is fantastic to me. I'm proud of it. <laughs> Something to embrace. The Norsky accent we oh, embrace. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And we say a, a common phrase around our house is "ufta" and "op." <laughs> So you know you might you know you might find us saying those things regularly. And so I'm still getting used to to Wisconsin, but but my wife has just just blended right in because you know I call them bagels, but I heard they're actually bagels bagels, bagels, bagels. around here. Yeah, they're bags. They're bagels. I can't even say it when I'm trying. <laughs> bags. Welcome to Wisconsin. Welcome yeah. to Wisconsin. Yeah. So take us into that story think, yeah. about just uh, about about growing up and, and that experience mm-hmm. of uh, of faith early on and yeah. and uh, how that has informed even who you are today. Yeah. So faith has um, 
never been apart from my life as far as I can remember. My parents were believers before I was even born, um, before any of us were born, any of their children. And uh, as a child, we grew up in the Lutheran church, and my parents quickly realized that they needed something that was more alive. They were searching for something um, that they couldn't find in their current church. And so we began a long search of finding where our family belonged, really. Mm -hmm. um, we jumped into some more charismatic, well, I would say before charismatic, we jumped into some local evangelical churches. And um, we're finding that our faith was growing there. We were mm -hmm. really being stretched. Um, to believe in um, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit's work in our life. And and then even from there, we were finding ourselves um, joining more charismatic. And and so sometimes, I would even say on the borderline of uh, Pentecostal, mm -hmm. you know, where we were seeing spiritual workings in, in the church. And so I grew up with that, and it was not out of the norm for me to see um, laying of hands on in church and for intercession and prayer to be happening and during our church services so for somebody to give, be getting a word from the Lord. Um, I remember at a young age just thinking this was very normal and then I remember at a certain point feeling embarrassed, feeling embarrassed by it. But that was, that was like in my high school years. Um, and there was a working, that's, a, that's for another podcast, I think, <laughs> <laughs> those high school years. That's another, that's another topic. So as a youth, um, prayer was really important in our family home. Uh, Mom and Dad always taught us about the power of prayer and the importance of allowing the Spirit to lead us in prayer time. So I remember at a very young age, it was probably when I was um, in middle, my middle school years, right? And there was drama, right? Mm -hmm. Middle school's hard. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of drama. There were, this was the first time I was seeing tension um, between what I knew to be true and my friends making decisions that did not follow that same truth and having myself to make decisions as to which path I was going to take, right? And so there was this struggle and this tension um, between knowing what was right and what was wrong and, and doing what was right in God's eyes. And so there were many times where mom would would have prayer times with me. We would have prayer sessions. I remember this was just, this was like weekly occurrence. Mom, would you pray for me? Mom, mm. would, would you pray for, you know, my friend? Mom, would you, you know? And, and so mom was really active in, um, in my life at this time. And so we would pray, and there were just really special moments where I could feel the presence of the Lord in those prayer times. And then um, that became very uncool, right? Mm. Uh, my faith was very uncool at that time. It was not cool to be a Christian. It was not cool to be involved in youth group or prayer or anything like that. And and it was, I found myself um, I think a little bit embarrassed about the Bible um, sessions that we would have, the church home, you know, church at home with mom and dad. I was embarrassed that, you know, my parents would have prayer time until midnight. There would be company, um, tens and twenties of people in our home until midnight sometimes oh. having prayer sessions. Mm -hmm. 
And this was a common thing. This is weekly. And uh, I, I loved it and I hated it at the, at the same time. And so that's where this, this embarrassment grew where I was like, oh, I know this is good, but it, it, it's... So Bethany, tell us about that. What, what happened then as you're watching and observing your family in these moments? What was going on in your life? Yeah, well, I mean, because I knew... I, I knew I was familiar with the spirit, right? I'm talking mm -hmm. about, you know, the prayer sessions that I would have with mom. I, I was familiar with the spirit, and yet there was this um, confidence in, in who I knew I was as a believer, right? And so um, during this time where I was trying to figure out myself and, and identify my relationship with the Lord outside of my parents' relationship mm -hmm. with the Lord, so I think that was a real struggle up until my college years because it wasn't until I took like a real deep dive. So there were some, there were many years of, of I would say wandering. Um, I would say searching. I would say depression. There were a lot mm -hmm. of years of depression because um, I made some bad choices in my life. And I walked away from the Lord. I did not spend time with him. I did not want anything to do with the church. Um, and it wasn't necessarily that anything, you know, somebody did something wrong to me. It was just like, I felt like I was different. I felt like nobody understood me, right? I'm a, I'm a deep feeler, David. I'm a deep <laughs> feeler. I'm a deep thinker. Um, and sometimes I've been told that I wear my emotions um, on my sleeve. People can tell how I'm feeling. Um, and so my family knew how I was feeling when I was going through these dark times, and they were praying for me. And it was in my college years where um, I really met the Lord in a, in a more serious way than I had ever before. And, and it was familiar. It was familiar you know, to my youth um, in those prayer sessions with my mom. Um, but it was different in that I was owning it for myself, right? And so um, I remember being at my darkest point, um, feeling full of sorrow and mm -hmm. sadness, and um, just asking the Lord to wash over me, um, to cleanse me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, it's very vivid. I, I remember exactly where it was. I remember bawling for hours mm -hmm. and just having the Lord wash over me. I'm even getting emotional mm -hmm. talking about it right now because it was such a very strong uh, point in time and very memorable. Because for many of us as evangelicals, we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. And yet, <laughs> and yet there's this deep conviction where we believe that we have the Holy Spirit of God in us. And I hear you describing a little bit of what it means, as you share a little bit of your emotion, of what it means to have the Spirit inside you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was nothing that I did to cause the Spirit to come inside of me, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, except for my faith in the Lord um, and asking and inviting Him in. Right, and so there was a time in my life where I, you know, only felt convicted, and I just, you know, I was, 
I was always feeling convicted, oh, I'm not, I'm not making the right choices. But then there was an active time where I took my faith seriously and I said, Lord, would you come in to my life? Would you be active mm -hmm. in, in my thought life, in my thought patterns? Would you be active in the way that I am treating my friends or going about my day or finishing my schooling? Um, and that is where I saw, where I experienced a turning point in my life and my growth, my faith in the Lord was mm -hmm. when I surrendered and when I allowed the spirit to move in my life. So in that moment when you are experiencing that transformation in college, when, when you just feel this, this cleansing, I'm thinking you're also, because last week we talked about the gospel we proclaim and looking at just our own depravity and just the, the magnificence and the amazement of the gospel. And in that, there's, there's an emotional response to being humbled by the gospel. Mm -hmm. In those terms, you know, feel even in my own life kind of a washing and a cleansing. For you in that moment, was there something specific about God the Holy Spirit that played a part in that versus more of a general experience with God? I think the moment that I, that I realized that I need the Holy Spirit in my life was, was at that cleansing moment mm. on my apartment floor. Mm. And yes, there was an emotion tied, for, tied to that. And, and there was actually a feeling to that. Mm -hmm. um, when I when I say I, you know, nowadays or like if I, if I say David last week the the Lord told me this, you know, usually it's I, I felt a feeling, right? Something has overcome me. Um, there is a presence, and I think you you'll hear that people say that often. There's a presence. There's a breath. There's a movement, and. Um, so it was, it was literally like upon, upon me. I, I can't describe it other than feeling surrounded and mm -hmm. blanketed by mm -hmm. an overwhelming grace. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Because yeah. you're making this distinction between praying in the flesh mm -hmm. and praying in the spirit. And so if you're willing, press in just a little bit more to, to this nuance and distinction you're making. Because mm -hmm. we pray, right? We are convinced. We've been talking through this whole series that there is a God who is sovereign. He's at work and he sent his son to reconcile humanity to himself. And he fills us. He implants his spirit within us. Mm -hmm. And so we continue to commune with this God through prayer, mm -hmm. through the power of the spirit. And I hear you making this distinction between praying in the flesh and praying in the spirit. And again, this is where people go, you Christians are nuts. What are you talking about? And yet there is this mystical sense to our convictions. Help us press in a little bit more to what you're saying about praying in the spirit. Yeah, and I would say even now, there are times where my prayers are they're, they can be bland, you know. When I when I pray, when we pray at the dinner table, um, you know, when we put the girls to bed, there's there's a difference um, in in how I pray at those times than when I go into deep intercession. Mm -hmm. And um, usually, when I go into deep intercession, is when I'm alone mm -hmm. with God. Um, usually, it's late at night for me, and um, 
there, oftentimes it's, it's something, something will be nudging me. There, it's mm. almost like a nudge. A pre, some people might call it a premonition. Um, oftentimes I say, oh man, I've just got this feeling, this premonition. I'm thinking, thinking of something, thinking this thing might go wrong or this thing might happen. And it has, as I spend time with the Lord, this didn't happen right away, but this has come with maturity and recognizing that these aren't just thoughts that I'm having on my own. They're thoughts that the Lord is giving me. Mm. Um, and so I, and oftentimes I'll say, okay, God, what is, what is this that is just, you keep putting, pressing on my heart and my mind. Um, at those times, I, I take it to deep intercession. So what does that look like for me? Um, most of the time, I don't know where to begin, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I, because it's not me, David. And, you know, I'll find myself in a humble state where I say, okay, God, here I am. I'm just listening right now. And oftentimes I literally have to take my hands and cup them open to receive because I want to be in a place of submission first, right? Um, and, and then I just start praying what I know to be true. So I oftentimes follow the acronym of ACTS, which is Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And I just start praising God. I start mm. adoring Him. Mm -hmm. And then I move from adoration into confession. And there is something in those moments where something turns on, right? I don't even know. Something turns on when, when I am um, in, those, in those holy moments. And God takes me to a place of just a surface prayer to something deeper. Mm -hmm. And almost, almost a prophetic type of of prayer where I am just proclaiming um, mm -hmm. something over either my life, my children's life, a friend's life. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying things that I didn't even know were within me. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I know it's the work of the spirit is because I'm not an I'm not especially an articulate person. I don't think myself uh, to be intellectual in any way. And so when the when the Lord wakes me up in the nighttime and I realize I just had a whole sermon in my head, in my dream. <laughs> I am not kidding, David. There are times where I have dreams and visions at nighttime, and I'm waking up and I'm thinking, why can't I speak like that in the daytime? These scriptures that are spewing out of me, and I am proclaiming it over um, lives, and, mm. and I see the people that I'm praying over. And I realize that it is not... Um, oftentimes when we think about proclaiming the gospel, the good news um, to those, the lives around us, I think oftentimes we forget that um, there is a spiritual realm where, that we are fighting and we are interceding on the spiritual realm. And this is where it gets a little wonky, right? This is where my parents were when I was a youth and I was embarrassed and I didn't realize the 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 depth of their relationship with the Lord. And this is where I'm at in my, in my life now. And it's exciting. It's a really great place for me to be at. And I don't know what the heck I'm doing, mm. but it's really exciting when I open myself up to hearing from the Lord. Because here's what I hear. I hear three things, and it's deeply theological and deeply biblical that you were convinced 
of your inability to accomplish anything apart from a sovereign God interceding and acting. And then two, you actually get to commune with this living God. And that three, you're actually banking on these promises we read in the text and you're pleading with the God of the universe to, to act on his promises mm -hmm. that he has said he will accomplish, that, that we actually believe. That's what I hear in, in what Bethany's sharing. Um, and so what would you share with an evangelical that, that, just, that just maybe is convinced that the text is true? We mm -hmm. anchor our lives that, that, that God has revealed himself through his word, but maybe we're not experiencing the presence of his spirit in our prayer life or in our lives. How much you encourage us? My husband says, you know, my husband, he's not as big of a feeler as I am, right? And so he struggles in this area too. So I, I know that um, what, what I have might feel a little bit special or far off from what others experience. And yet at the same time, my encouragement would be to sit and be still. Mm -hmm. um, when I um, hear from the Lord, it's because I've paused. Like I said, I'm a deep thinker. So when I want to be with the Lord, or when I don't, even just like in my daily routine, uh, I will go and I will sit and I will look out a window because I am in awe of God's creation. When mm -hmm. I am closest to God, it's when I'm outdoors. So maybe it's finding the place where you feel closest to God. Um, going to that place. For me, it's the garden. For me, it's looking out the window at the garden. For me, it's going to a garden center to buy more plants <laughs> for my garden. <laughs> Whatever it may be for you and you feel closest to God, I would say go to that place and sit and be still. So that means no devices. That means maybe no children. That means no husband. It means no music in the background. Hmm. I'm not saying like worship music or music is bad. I'm saying sometimes I just need it to be still. And, um, and then in that moment, it's, it's asking God to be with me. God would, I mean, I know he's always with me, right? I know he's always with me. And, but it's, it's asking God to help me realize his presence. And so I will invite the spirit to be present. I will ask the Lord to help me surrender my own thoughts and my own uh, mind and my own agenda, my to-do list in the back of my mind. And I will, I will jump into prayer. So leave us with one story. Mm -hmm of how your faith was strengthened through the Spirit and one encouragement of, if I'm just feeling a little uneasy about this, how would you encourage me? This has taken me years to realize that um, God is not a far off God. I mean, I think sometimes he seems like way out of grasp because like when you stop and think about the grandeur of his creation, um, his magnificent. It can feel like he is so far mm -hmm. off. I am so minute um, in who I am. And yet we know from scripture that he poured out his spirit 
upon Jesus who, who then poured it out onto us. He gave us an advocate, a helper, so that while he was away from us, right, that we would have assistance. That to me tells me that I don't have to depend on my own strength. And a lot of times, um, as a young believer, oftentimes it would be, I'm depending on my own strength to say this prayer right. Mm -hmm. I'm depending on my own strength to share the gospel to this homeless man the right way. There was this, I've never been a confident person, never ever. Mm. And I'm thankful for that because I think that's, you know, help me to depend even further on the Holy Spirit to be my confidence. And I can say with all confidence that God is not a far off God. In past days, right, there, there, there would be a temple where the pe people would go and they knew God's Spirit dwelt there. But now we are the temple um, to hold that, the Spirit within us. And so my encouragement would be um, to, however the Lord uh, speaks to you, never postpone what God's Spirit is is telling you to do today. The reason why I say that is because sometimes there is an urgency in what the Spirit is telling us today. For example, this, this might be really silly to you, but it is not, and it is profound to me. There was this dead tree on our property, and it was dead since we moved in, and it was close to the building side, and I, and, you know, for years we just didn't know how we were going to drop it and take care of it, and it was, it was not on our priority. It was probably about three years old at this time, so we would sometimes pray about silly things, and, and to, as an adult it might seem silly to pray about something, but I just felt this urgency, we need to pray for this tree. Who prays for a tree? I don't know, but I just felt like we needed to pray for this tree, and I believe it was a promise from the Spirit. So we started praying for this tree for about a week and a half or two weeks. One morning we woke up to a thud and we thought, oh my gosh, what, what in the world just <laughs> happened? And we went outside and this tree fell in the exact spot it needed to to miss all the buildings and to miss all the vehicles. And I, wow. as soon as I got down, I started praising the Lord for this stupid tree yeah. but but it was it was god's leading right at first for me to just start praying for a tree and it, it seems weird right but i just did it and i didn't know why i needed to the tree fell because of rainfall not because of wind it just in the nighttime the ground was moist and it just decided to fall when it mm. needed to fall or the Holy Spirit just pushed it over in the right exact moment <laughs> to grow my faith, right? Bethany, will you pray for us oh, yeah. and pray for our Hillcrest family uh, that we uh, experience this God. We are convinced that our minds will be engaged more with him and that our affections will be awakened a little bit more fully this week. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Um, I, I just pray, Lord. We thank you for your, your awe and your grandeur, and we thank you, um, Jesus, for who you are. You are the creator of the universe. You were there at the beginning, um, and you bringing us through to the end. We thank you that we get to be, be a part of this um, journey that you have invited us in to be a part of your family. 
you have invited us in to be a part of what you are accomplishing here on the earth to glorify your name. Um, you don't have to use us by any means, and yet it's exciting that you have called us. Um, and so we invite you now to be a part of our lives um, in a strong way. Lord, would your spirit uh, wash over and pour over uh, our lives, even, even today, um, for those who might listen to this podcast, Lord, and have never experienced you in this way, I pray. Lord, for a fresh washing over, a fresh uh, cleansing um, of their minds and their bodies and their spirits, Lord. Um, we just invite you, God. We want to be with you. Um, may your spirit dwell in us and may your spirit guide us. May we come to a full understanding of who you are as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit and your activity in, in our lives, in our, in our community. Um, and may you call us out to be a people of, of strong convictions and strong faith, Lord, and um, following through with the um, mission that you have given us here in our, in our community, in our, in our homes even, Lord. Um, as a mom who isn't doing so much street ministry, um, who isn't going to the ends of the earth anymore, you have called me to be a, a mother and um, be active in my children's life. And so we pray for each individual, Lord, in, in this um, community of faith that you would bless us and that you would be with us. You would not be far off, Lord, that you would comfort us um, and help us to gain a deeper understanding of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Bethany, for being with us, sharing your heart, sharing your experience with, with God as, as expressed through his spirit in your life. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you, all of you who have joined us for this podcast. I encourage you to go to uh, the Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you find your podcast and subscribe so you don't miss any of these sessions this summer.